Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on it. All right, it's time for the Game of the Year episode of M4G Radio. Well, part one or two. Which one? One or two? Who knows? But this is going to be a lot of podcasts to listen to this week, so I apologize in advance. Nah, people love it. Do they? Seems like nah. 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 With us this for this particular entry, we have Jason. Greetings, programs. Fucking right. Uh, we have Drew. Hey, I already you already got did it, it but you're 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 joining for because you're you're everywhere. I am everywhere. We have John. Yeah, you do. And joining us for the first time on this show is Sophie. Hello. So there you go. Uh, Ryan, blood. Ryan will not be here. Uh, did but he, he give you a list? He though. did give me his list with uh, with little descriptions. Cool. So. I can read those off, but uh, we're going to go ahead and start off with Sophie, because I know she may have to bounce earlier than the rest of us. I, just I wonder why. I to talk to you guys for several hours. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't blame you there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I went first last year. I'm, I'll, I'll go first again this year, then. Should I just kick off? Just, just go with it. If you want to do it, it doesn't matter if you want to do it in any order. If you have any honorable mentions or disappointments, it's up well, to you. I do have like to preface my entire list by saying I actually haven't finished very many games this year. <laughs> but Welcome to Gambus's world. <laughs> yes. I feel like my top ten is, you know, I've played enough of them to have a good feel of it. And, yeah, there's a few games that probably could have been in my top ten, but I definitely should have played but didn't. And um, so I will say Until Dawn, I hear great things about it. Didn't have time to play it. Monster Hunter 4, also played about one hour of it, just got lost in the pile, so that is also not going to be on my list, but yeah, other than that, I'm I'm pretty happy with how my top 10 is set. I feel like I've got a big drop off in quality from number 2 to number 10, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay, so at 10 I have Rocket League for the PS4. Oh, I forgot about that game. <laughs> As he sc- frantically scrambles. It, it, it starts immediately. Is this why I get to go first, like the new girl, and then everyone's like, oh shit, yes, that one. Let me go and change my life. I forgot about that. Yeah, like those. That's why they want you to go first, so they can copy. Yeah. So, yeah. There's not much to say about Rocket League other than crazy fun, crazy fun with friends, like one of those kind of crazy arcade games where it's like you just think I've got to have one more game I've got to have one more game just really addictive just insane like I thought it was perfect like the mechanics and everything it was just really good felt really good to score a goal in that game it did 
because it was so bloody damn hard. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you first start. Yeah, but it's the whole, like, better. the perfect rumbling of the controller, the explosion, yeah. the explosion, slow motion, yeah, you know, awesome. it was it was just perfect. It's. I think it's one of those games that's kind of easy to get into, like, after the first couple of games, but quite difficult to master. Oh, without a doubt. And, um, but that's why I enjoyed it. I think it's it was thoroughly accessible, but at the same time, I felt, you know, you do get out of it what you put into it, and if you play a hundred hours of it, which I did not, but if you did, I would imagine you could be a pretty badass player, but I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was a really great game. So at number nine, and this is probably going to be where Drew shouts at me, I have Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. <laughs> that, that was where my Metal Gear Solid was. Drew wants Metal really? Gear off of everybody's list. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason I have this, I guess, maybe relatively low compared to what other people might have thought it would be, is I didn't. It's one of the games I didn't finish. Um, I must confess that I was not a big player of the Metal Gear franchise prior to this game, but I thought, you know, it, I had a lot of great things about Metal Gear Solid Five and the new open world and everything like that. So I really, I thought I'd give it a chance, and um, I really did enjoy playing it, but. After about 15 hours, I found it pretty repetitive, and I don't think I'd be alone in saying as a relative newcomer to Metal Gear Solid, I found it quite inaccessible, because <laughs> I didn't have a clue what the fuck was going on. <laughs> that, that's, but, that's, pretty, that's pretty standard for every Metal I Gear think you play. I don't think I'm alone in that, I think that's <laughs> kind of the point of Metal Gear, so that wasn't like a huge issue, but I just... It looked great. I, I kind of enjoyed the way it segmented, but I did find it to become quite repetitive after the first couple of missions when I figured out what I was doing. And I think, you know, maybe if I'd have played more to, to finishing it, I might have edged it up higher in the list. But, you know, I think still, I was a newcomer to it and that's where I have it. But opinions may vary. Um, at eight, I have Xenoblade Chronicles X, 10. I think it's X, isn't it? I think some people call it Cross. Cross. Really, Cross. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, again, I'm new to that whole franchise. I didn't play the first Cineblade, but I love a massive, massive JRPG. So I thought, dust off the Wii U, bring it out of the box, plug it back into the TV, and again, kind of a late release in the in the year of the cycle. But I've played maybe 15 to 20 hours, which I know isn't very much, but I kind of feel like I know that I'm going to love this game from start to finish, and I am going to end up putting a ridiculous amount of time into it. Like, it has me hooked. It's been the game that I've played solidly for the last two or three weeks, and I think for a Wii U game, it's a pretty stunning technical achievement as well. I don't know what you guys think, or who's played it, but... You will... You will definitely hear me say it. Okay. <laughs> I, I really like that game. I got. I got to talk yeah. about that game, but unfortunately, it can't be on my list because I only put in five hours. Yeah. Again, I wish that. I I really feel like the game may have been more favorably received in kind of general game of the year conversations if it had come out a little bit earlier. But it's asking a lot of people, I think, to to put in the amount of time required to get the best out of the game. But I know I'm going to put that time in, so it's going on my list. Um, and at seven, I have Dying Light. Yeah. Which I forgot I about that as well. That game <laughs> is so good. It is great. a 
badass, badass game. I was a huge fan of the Dead Island series. Me too. Um, and I was kind of worried that this might just be a bit of a more of the same and not innovative. And I was kind of thought, is the parkour thing going to be a gimmick or is it really going to work? And for me, it really, really works and it adds a whole new dimension to the to the gameplay experience. So I just... I, I don't have enough good things to say about Dying Light. I think it's a really addictive game and, yeah, great game. Uh, number six is the one curveball that I have on my list and... Um, this is a game that I reviewed quite early in the year, and it's Homeworld Remastered Collection for the PC, which is a space sort of strategy RTS game that was a remake of some games that came out in 1999. Um, and again, probably not a game that very many people played, but for me, just an absolute benchmark in this whole kind of trend of remastering games at the moment. You know, it's visually spectacular superb playability for the genre great fun um the story is intense the, the battles are intense it's difficult but rewarding and i really really enjoyed the kind of presentation of the whole game and just the way it looked so that for me is number six i played a lot of that game this year and i really got a lot out of it um i'll move on because i'm assuming you guys haven't got that on your list I have never played a Homeworld uh, game. Yeah. I haven't either. Me neither. It's not, I guess if it's not your kind of genre, it's probably not one that you, I would say, like, must, must play. But if you have any kind of interest in the genre or science fiction, it's it's a worthwhile game. If it comes up on the cheap in Steam, I, I would recommend picking it up for the collection, but I, I liked it. Um, at five, I have The Witcher 3. Again, maybe a little low. Again, I didn't finish it, but what a wonderful game. Absolutely looks stunning. A huge, huge world. I don't really know what else to say, but yeah, there's more for me to do in The Witcher 3. I'll definitely be going back to it. Um, it definitely had a heavy rotation on my PS4 earlier this year, um, and I just think it's fantastic. The game has expansions that are bigger than games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I really, I think you hear a lot of talk about DLC these days and unfinished games and constant updates and paying for content that should have come with the game. And, you know, my last game, my game of the year last year, Destiny, being a prime example of, I think, that's done that very badly. You know, you can't say enough about what The Witcher 3 has delivered in terms of content. Oh, God. It's impressive, to be fair, and we haven't even yep. seen the second part of that, uh, the expan or the second expansion. So. The second expansion that's supposed to be the size of The Witcher Two. Yeah, which I'm <laughs> playing through right now. Bearing in mind that that season pass costs twenty quid, so thirty dollars, yep. I guess. Uh -huh. And what you are getting puts things like uh, Batman season pass and. Um, Rainbow Seed season pass. And, and no, no, we're, no, no, we're, no. We don't talk about Rainbow Six's season pass in a, in a conversation about season passes. That's that's not <laughs> well, a season pass. Just, that's an early access okay. fee. Yeah. From what yeah, I, yeah, from what I understand, Rainbow Six Seeds is a free to play game that they char charge sixty dollars for. <laughs> but, but the best thing is, is all the DLC is free. The season pass just lets you have it early. I, I'm not even kidding about that. Well, it just shows you the comparison. If you look yeah. at 
what they're offering, although there's only two expansions, fair enough, that's what you're getting in that, compared to, it does put everything else to shame, even yeah. Fallout, which, um, although we don't know anything about that yet, uh, and normally, historically, the, you know, Fallout 3 uh, had uh, really good uh, DLC, you know, the four parts of that. Um, Skyrim, maybe not so much, because people are a little bit iffy about the, the Hearthstone stuff, but it, it just shows what a developer who really cares about the game and what people think yeah. about the game and how they enjoy it, um, what they re- yeah. you know, what a real developer does for you. I, I can't, I, you can't give them enough credit for that. And I think no. The Witcher Three requires a hell of a lot of investment. I, I think mm. it, it took a long time to get going, and I think it. So, it, but you really do again get out of it what you put into it, and yeah, you can't say enough about the wealth of content. That's and it's it's definitely there. a plus for for. Uh, developers who calling the yep. shots as opposed to publishers yeah agreed so at number four this is a game that i played very very recently and obviously i really liked it because it's gone straight in at number four um is everybody's gone to the rapture which i know has divided is that, opinion um, is that like walking sim it is the walking sim yeah <laughs> I, I only know one person's opinion of that game and it is bad <laughs> yeah well it's, it's funny is it because i have Exactly. It seems to be one of those what we would call in the UK a Marmite game. You either really love it or you really hate it. I've not spoken to anyone who's kind of been like, meh, it was okay. I've, <laughs> I've had conversations where the hate has been quite vitriolic and the praise has been extremely effusive. I personally absolutely loved it. You know, it is definitely the only flaw in this game is the very, very slow pace of the walking. But I think visually it was fantastic. It's a game that I'm I really like because I'm really into games that push the boundaries of what a game can be considered. So I think a lot of people like the whole walking sim thing. Yeah, okay. In terms of that, it's not a game that necessarily sets a challenge that you have to beat or or requires a certain amount of skill. But it, it I think it merges that kind of boundary between games as something just to be played and something to experience and a story to be a part of and I think it tells a wonderful story I think it looks absolutely stunning and I just think it does something completely different from anything else that I've played I also think the soundtrack is wonderful and yeah it's not for everybody it's very very strange but for me it was it goes up there because I think it just really is quite evocative and is a bit of a game changer I think for Uh, for um, I think that game, when it comes to PS Plus, because it probably will, <laughs> that yeah. game I'm going to play. Cause John, it does interest John me is the own. frugalest gamer I know. Like, every time we talk about <laughs> no, a new I've game, been, he's I like, have... when it comes to PS no, Plus. No, 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 I've been burnt so many times. A Grim Fandango I bought, guess what? Mm, I am not, I'm done with that. In, any game that's on PS, unless I absolutely need to play it right then, I'm not buying it, because... It, especially like Sony party game, you know, first party games, uh, they're bound to happen at some point. So I'm going to wait for that to go yeah. on PS Plus. <laughs> then I'm going to enjoy it. Unless it's Knack. Knack <laughs> will never go to PS Plus. At, at this point, I think Sony sitting over there going, yeah, we're never putting this on PS Plus, even <laughs> though we should. Yeah, unless, they, unless there's a sequel coming. Oh, God, I hope not. The, it's just... <laughs> an amazing game in my opinion like the attention to detail the kind of small nuances like and it's very british as well which is also really cool it reminded me of where i grew up it's 
it is just really interesting and the story is what you make of it as well you could literally just you could have this game be a walking simulator if you want you could just ignore the story and just walk around you know it it's kind of non-linear in that sense but yeah i thought it was fantastic did you try her story no you'd probably like it yeah i've heard of that again it's on the whoops i probably should have played that but didn't but you know maybe i'll do like a top 10 games in 2015 that I didn't play until 2016 next yeah, year. There you go. <laughs> um, so my top three, I've got at number three, Fallout 4 for PS4. Um, still haven't finished it, but I'm very close to the end. I've put in a good 40, 50 hours on Fallout 4 now. That's not um, the end. No, you, you know, but... Yeah, that game ends when your life ends. Yeah. <laughs> but that game ends when in I take the disc In terms of the main out. quests, you know... I'm, I'm nearly there. I was really... This was probably one of my most anticipated games of the year. Um, and I think it's fantastic. I just... it. There's just something missing for me, and I can't quite put my finger on what it is. I thought this was going to stroll straight into number one, but... I'm with you on I've, that, Sophie. There is something yeah. that... It, it does... What... Uh, it's... <laughs> the, the building, the the crafting stuff wasn't enough for in, new for me. Yeah, you know? I really like that, but that is so fucking distracting as well. Like when I log on for three hours and I'm thinking, right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to go and finish this quest line, and I'm just going to go back to sanctuary and and then you know, ninety minutes later, I've been building shit nonstop, and I was like, why did I come here again? It, yeah. I kind of like the building stuff, but. I don't really think there's any point to it, as well. I don't feel well, the, like it adds there isn't, enough. No, that yeah. doesn't add not for the investment you put in the craft yeah. and the guns and the armor do because obviously they yeah. improve your your gameplay. Um, you know, more powerful guns, better armor. Uh, but the the craft and the building stuff it is a time sink, and it. I uh, yeah, I'm agree with you. It doesn't. You don't get out what you put in. I, and I just I can't put my finger on what it. Is. I mean, it pretty much is the game that I expected it to be and maybe because they've set such high expectations and such high sort of standards of quality that I'm being unfairly critical you know there are great things about the game I think the commonwealth setting is really quite beautiful I love walking around all that I love all the crazy shit that just turns up in a fallout game (laughs) and the companions are really good this time around as well virtually all of them They've all got their you own know. unique um, personality and also side quests, and you know they've got their own story. Yeah, it, it is a great game. I just, I just, I, I just couldn't bring myself to put it any higher, and I don't know why. And I'm but, the same way. I mean, like yeah. I've already, I've already done my top ten on the, the last podcast, but um, like I said on the last podcast, they made another Fallout game. That, that yeah. I mean, that's that's the, essentially what it was. I think everybody was kind of expecting oh, it was going to be the next evolution of Fallout. When in reality, yeah. this is just a next generation Fallout Three. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's they they made another one of those games, and but yeah. still a good game. It's just it reminds me of having this conversation last year when it different genre, but between Far Cry Three and Far Cry Four. Yeah. Oh that's, yeah. That's yeah. exactly yeah. You know, it. Yeah. It's exactly you know, I, Far Cry Four was essentially Far Cry Three on next-gen consoles and that's not necessarily a bad thing because i absolutely loved far cry 3 but it would have been nice to see something yeah some 
you know, evolve, uh, something evolve. And I'm not, you know, if you were to say to me, what would I suggest that they do? I don't even know. I wouldn't know where to start. You know, like I said, I love Fallout. I'm going to be playing Fallout in, well into this year. But yeah, it just, just something not quite right. So my top two, for me, these were by far and away the games that resonated with me the most this year. And I kind of know, I, I, I had my heart set on which one was going to be number one. Um, I really did want to make number two wa- number one, but I just couldn't do it. But for me, these two, there's a big gap between these two games for me and how I felt about playing them than the rest of my list. So at number two, I have Life is Strange, mm. which I thought was an absolutely stunning game. I it was unlike anything I've ever played. Um, I think it's one of those games that has a really unique experience for every individual who plays it. Um, there are decisions that I don't know how what the policy on spoilers are in the game of the year thing, so I'll try and be vague. But there is a decision that I made in the game that resulted in something happening, and quite early on, which didn't happen to I think yourself, Drew, and other people that I'd been talking to this game about. Yeah. And I think we had a whole conversation about, you know, oh, did you fail that section? And I think what's great about Life is Strange is there is no right or wrong way to play the game or to play the story. I couldn't imagine my experience of Life is Strange without what happened to this particular character happening. For me, that was what underpinned my experience and my journey with Maxine as the way I played her having the kind of emotional go ahead sorry Drew no that was me and I was all I was saying is I thought although I didn't play I didn't get past episode one I do I've got the season pass I need to crack on with those but what I liked about it was that it's you know we were used to the telltale way of telling stories and what this did it had an inbaked mechanic so if you thought you'd made the wrong decision you could rewind time yeah. and unmake that decision. But then it introduces the second guessing. Am I yeah. am I actually? Because there are things there that do affect how the story plays. So you could think you've made a wrong decision, go back and make the other decision, but that decision yeah. may have real impact in episode, you know, two or three episodes on. So that to me was very clever. It's like although it's yeah, giving no. you that ability, you you're, you know, you can change your mind Do after you the fact, but uh, you end up second guessing yourself. Yeah, and I, I, I completely agree. And I think what's great about Life is Strange is it doesn't really like a lot of games that might sort of give you this, the illusion of decision making power as the player. I think what Life is Strange does so effectively is it doesn't necessarily lead you into making a decision that seems obviously right or wrong. No. Oh yeah. And I. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's, I think it's fantastic. I also think the issues that it deals with, you know, regarding depression, anxiety, you know, I think it was absolutely refreshing. It was really emotional. And again, it was just unlike any game I can recall playing. And yeah, I think it was actually really great. The dialogue at times was a bit awkward. And yeah. Yeah, but they're French, so. <laughs> we'll give them a pass on that. But I think <laughs> in terms of, telling again for me it's kind of goes back to what i was talking about with why i really liked everybody's gone to the rapture it 
it really pushes for me the boundary of what a video game as an experience, as an interactive experience can be when it comes to telling a story and putting that power in the hands of the player. But again, like we were just saying, John, not necessarily being kind of obvious about where you're taking the story. Hmm. And so at number one, uh, you can probably guess what it is because it hasn't turned up in the previous nine. But for me, the best game of the year this year was Bloodborne. Hmm. Nice. I absolutely loved this game. I thought it was incredibly rich in terms of the mythology. I thought the action and the playability was just perfect in terms of that balance of obviously extreme difficulty and frustration, but giving (laughs) just enough to go on to reward you. I mean, the satisfaction of beating some of those bosses is almost second to none in my experience of playing games and achieving you know it's again it's it's that other aspect of what a game could be it sets you incredibly difficult challenges and pushes you to find the right way of beating something and it does it perfectly in my opinion it's a completely different game to something like life is strange but in my opinion as a gamer who enjoys both types of that kind of experience just as rewarding in a different way i think I, I liked the um, multiplayer aspect of it. I love the art direction. I love the fact that it rewards being slightly more aggressive in terms of at least the boss fights and the combat. The DLC is fantastic. I've really been enjoying the DLC. And I just think, again, it's so rich and there's so much to uncover and there's so much to explore in that world. For me, literally, it's just perfect game design in terms of gameplay and art direction and just fabulous and that's it <laughs> there you go alright uh, we'll move over to Jason because I know it's going to be short right <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I've, got, I've got a top 5 but then I also have 4 honorable mentions could you just make a top 9 <laughs> do it on the fly <laughs> Are okay. you one of those weird people who don't like odd numbers? I, I Nine's my am. lucky number, Jason. I think you should do One of those nine. weird people. That... Laura's <laughs> one of those weird people. If you it's, uh, Okay, if... so it's not politically incorrect to call people who have, like, an OCD <laughs> disorder... Weird. Weird. But it's okay to call people who have other disorders weird. Okay. I don't understand you British people. I, I just find it the way <coughs> she every time she changes the volume, it either has to be on a five or an even number. John, no, it's twenty sixteen. <laughs> Everything is a disease. <laughs> this podcast is a disease. It has been for years. I think you should know that since two thousand seven, baby. Should. Go ahead, Jason. All right. Um, okay, <clears throat> I might as well do a top nine then. <laughs> Peer pressure. Yeah, I was going to say cave. Why don't you? Okay. Um, number nine. Um, I, I must. I must have disclaimer. Um, uh, nine through uh, six are are outside the top five because I didn't really play them that often. So, this is basically um, my opinions based on 
literally the first few hours of the game. So, number nine is The Witcher 3. I didn't even know you played that. I didn't either. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I played it. Um, uh, you played it for like an hour, right? Is that what you're saying? Um, uh, I think I played it for probably uh, close to three. Um, but what I have played of it, I I, uh, I enjoyed. I I could tell that 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 it was uh, that the mythology in it was really cool. Um, as a matter of fact, um, it made me Google up the. Uh, the book series that I'm sure that uh, Ryan um, is quite familiar with. Um, graphics were incredible, of course, and uh, gameplay was pretty cool. But uh, there's another game on this list that that I played before The Witcher. That uh, gameplay, I was like, oh, I wish this, this I wish this, this, uh, this mechanic was. I wish that this game felt like this other game while while in combat. So I, I'll get to that other game later. But uh, Witcher Three, um, fantastic from from what I've played of it so far. And okay, um, number eight, number eight, I'm going to have to say is Xenoblade Chronicles X. Mm. And it's pretty much uh, for the same reason, um, uh, but I will say that I really enjoyed the um, environments of Xenoblade. Um, how, how should I say this? I mean, um, I, I, I like the alien, but at the same time, familiar um, visuals in this game. And I mean, I also like the. Uh, how should I say this? The the combat that is um, basically uh, real time, but at the same time has this like underlining system within it, and th- where you could uh, where it's basically like an MMO. Um, I, I actually kind of enjoy that like quasi passive um, battle system for games like this, games that are on a uh, very grand scale. And um, so far, what I've played of it, um, I've, I've really, really enjoyed. All right. Um, let's see here. Um, I guess I would throw in... Um, crap. I actually have a top eight. Uh. What? <laughs> <laughs> now that settles me. You've got an even number. Yeah, I actually have a top eight. That those those last two were eight and seven. It's all right. So, Drew Drew put a game on both his top ten and, and number uh, eight. Yeah, <laughs> you, you have to excuse me. I literally just woke up like ten minutes. I was going to say it's got at least though, been an hour, <laughs> a half hour ago. Professional, Jason. Yes, but um, let's see here. Um, number six. Metal Gear Solid Five, and uh, here's the thing about Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> <laughs> I love the here's the thing. I have I had a lot. Here's, here's the here's the thing. I had a lot of things to say when I was drunk. Yeah, you ain't kidding. That first hour was freaking beyond brilliant. 
It, that first hour was amazing. One of the one of the coolest like intros to a game that I've played. I mean, I would probably say the last time I played an intro like as good as this was probably going all the way back to Bioshock or something. I mean, nice. it's it was completely incredible. I love how the incorporation of the song um, uh, the the man who sold sold the world um, the the basically the the eighties new wave version. Um, I just love how it was incorporated into this disorienting um, like hospital scene. It was just so so incredible, and then just the, all the chaos that ensues. It, it was just. It, it, it captivated me. Um, that first hour absolutely captivated me. Um, but then, the the, the 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 couple hours that that uh, that were after that um, were very good. Um, very awesome open world game. Um, I, I love how you can like get get radio station. Uh, you can steal songs from from. Uh, guards and stuff like that, and and I really love the desert environment. Is uh, I, I liked how like bright it was during the day, and then how it has the day and night cycles, and it was just it it was it was really cool, very uh, forward thinking, um, very well done in its execution. Uh, however, there there are a few stigmas that kind of stood out. Um, number one. Uh, that first hour of the game, uh, from what like people have basically, you know, talked about how there's certain highs in the game and there's not that many, and that's it, it's just kind of discouraging. Um, that this game is so epic, you know, like forty fifty hour game, but at the same time. Like the highs of this game, or like kind of like few and far between. Um, it, it's it's a great game, but you know, just like Zero or Ken has said that um, it's a great game, but it's a terrible Kojima game or a terrible Metal Gear game. Um, and the thing is, that's what I love about Metal Gear game. I, I love I love how j just the batshit insanity. Of Metal Gear, that that's, that's like it's charm, man. I want to see like some like villain that I have to fight who's like, you know, who, who's like a pyromaniac who's who's on fire. He has psychic abilities. He's shooting lasers out of his butthole, and it's just I don't want to play that game. And, and then you get to know him, and he's got this like big, super elaborate backstory as to like what why he's the way he is. Why he shoots lasers out of his ass? Yes, yes, exactly. I don't want to know that story either. Well, Drebin will let you know. But you know something? Kojima would make it compelling. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Um, that's To me, the, the, the crazy depths of storytelling, to me, is, is one of the things I really enjoyed about um, past Metal Gear games. And... Um, and this game, I mean, it was it was great for what it what it was, but it also there was this kind of lingering stigma 
of the whole um, Kojima Konami debacle, and it, to me, it kind of kind of makes the whole game kind of feel sour because there's like rumors that he basically had a I don't know rush through development of the game, and it was just like you know it, it just has this kind of like negative stigma about it, and uh, but I mean for for what it was, it it was really good, but I. I enjoy I enjoyed what I've played of it. All right, moving on. Uh, number five, I'm going to have to uh, basically cheat a little bit. It's not a complete game, but I I uh, included the Taken King. Of course, you did. Yes. Well, well, was, that came out. Yeah, didn't you? it was almost on my top ten, but not quite, and should have probably been in my honorable mentions. Um, I'm mentioning this because. It is it was literally the the game that I played the most this year. Uh, let's let's be honest that this this is the game that I definitely put the most most hours in out of anything. And what was kind of funny is that I'm not touched. I've not touched Destiny in since uh, since Halloween. So. Mm. That's good. Get out I while do, you can. Yeah, yeah I have. <laughs> I do have um, severed Destiny for a good three months, but yeah, I, I agree with you. It's too much it. other stuff. Yeah, I think um, the Taken King was kind of what Destiny upon reflection should have been from yes. the get go, and I was a big critic of like the price point of the Taken King, and still am, and generally the monetization that is in Destiny, but. For all the criticisms that got levied at the previous DLC, I think the Taken King did actually take some positive steps in the right direction to improving kind of the overall experience for the more dedicated players. And I I played a hell of a lot of that game as well. The the new raid was excellent. It was a vast improvement on the previous DLC raid. It was great fun. It was challenging. It, It required people to work together and again, it, it wasn't in my top ten because of the same old reasons as before, but I, I I think I rate The Taken King. I think it was a a sincere effort at trying to make some stuff better. Totally, totally agree. Um, I, the, the, the story the story was definitely improved. Um, the game actually had, had some humor in it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I prefer the new... Uh, uh, Nolan North bot over the Dinkle bot. Yeah, um, that was a massive improvement. Uh, I thought the uh, the boss fights where you're fighting uh, um, Oryx were uh, epic. Um, it, the, the, the game it, it it starts to show its like scale, like epic scale on a you know of course a, you know it's a it's a spacefaring game, so it's it's it has this kind of um, almost like a Star Trekky ish kind of vibe to it, just because now you can go to uh, five places instead of just four. So it's like, <laughs> woo, woo big you, <laughs> yes. But uh, another thing that I love about Destiny, um, uh, and, th- and this is also to do with this uh, science fiction uh, storytelling nature, and and that's the. Just the backgrounds in Destiny are just—they—they they still make the. Uh, 
In terms of FPS games, I, I, I have to say Destiny has some of the best backdrops. Like Skyboxes. Yeah. Skyboxes, yeah. It um, also handles great as an FPS game. Yeah. It's a fantastic shooter. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. ever argued that Destiny is probably one of yeah. the best playing shooters ever. Yeah. Yeah. But then stuff like, you know, the... Um, the, the the dancing memes that you can buy with real money, and then the, the, you know Bungie was like, "Oh, we're not gonna we're not gonna sell anything that you know and, and you know that decides gameplay or affects gameplay." And then and then they bring out the the uh, pay to level up to twenty five. Yeah, and that's it, a ridiculous price in the UK. I think it's like yes. twenty five pounds or something like that. Like twenty five yeah. pounds is crazy. It's and it's there's insane. no point even like twenty five is a meaningless level in Destiny now. It's it is <laughs> levels you are can, meaningless. I mean, now it's all about light levels. Yeah, but I mean, I I actually really liked the changes that the Taken King introduced in terms of leveling. I think it made to a degree. I think it made it better, but again. <laughs> It is still pointless saying you can level up to twenty five. Like it's easy to level up to twenty five now with the it changes. Is. You know, yep. pre the Taken King, you might think, okay, yeah, that is a real grind to get that high. But now it's easy. Once you've got to level twenty, you can easily jump up ten, fifteen levels right off the bat. Absolutely, which you couldn't do before without the raid stuff. Absolutely, it was. Yeah, stuff like that. This is on your list, right? It is. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know, we've been like negatively talking about Destiny for the yeah. last ten minutes. It is, though. It's like one of those games that you love to hate on and it has a lot of problems, but when new content comes out, it's really difficult to say no. At least oh. it is for me. Oh, <laughs> I certainly said no. <laughs> I have not played The Taken King and I probably won't. Hell, it, I, even I played I mean, The Taken King. I see. I, I was not going to play The Taken King, but I'm glad that I did, because it was a hell of a lot better than the previous DLCs. But oh yeah, absolutely. once you reach the end, I mean, once I stopped playing and I literally had to say, look, I'm just going to have to put it away, because I'll keep coming back to it. I'm glad to have time to play other games. But I think Destiny's always suffered um, and been beholden to you know its financial masters in terms of Bungie and the evil overlords over Bungie and I think that's it's all come out obviously that that's they rewrote the entire story or at least they cut the story into little pieces and copied and pasted it out of order and all the things that have really gone on behind the scenes with that game you can tell you know with hindsight how much that's impacted upon the kind of overall experience of the game in my opinion it's like Half the game it could have could have been, yeah. really. Yep, Destiny, great game. A lot of good decisions behind that game, and some not so good decisions. Uh, we shall see how Destiny fares in the future. I am actually, I am actually still interested in like uh, in where they're going to go um, after this. Um, let's see here. Number four, Mario Maker. Super Mario Maker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this this game is. 
it's fun. It, it I mean, it say what you will about about the whole make your own fun genres, but hey, man, it's it's Mario. I mean, it's it, it's always going to play well. Oh, granted, you're going to fake some, you know, you're going to play somebody's levels who, you know, just sucks at creating levels, but um, this game is just so, so cool. Uh, I'm, I remember this is the type of game that I wanted to exist when I was, you know, when I was like 10, 12 years old. It was just, it was just one of those kind of pipe dreams of, wouldn't it be cool if you could make your own Mario game? And, and I, I remember... Way back in the day, back in the mid mid eighties, I would actually have like grid paper, and I would I would try to design my own levels as as a kid, and I did that with Mario, and I did that with Castlevania series, and um, this game was kind of a kind of a dream come true. Um, it's it's very good. Uh, there's always new content to play. And um, uh, from the levels that I designed, um, I, I had a I had a fun time with the game, and I and I'm meaning to come back to it. And it's just it's just a really awesome uh, design tool slash game that uh, is uh, my number three, no, my number four this year. So, and that brings me to my number three game, and that is. Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. It's a good game. Yes, yes, a very good game. One of the one of the best crowning achievements um, for the 3DS, in my opinion. Um, just the fact that you can, you know, you can play this game um, online multiplayer. I love the uh, the whole weapon system layout of the game. How uh, certain weapons are effective against certain creatures, and certain weapons, you know, suck. And uh, I love the whole armor building aspect of it, and um, weapon weapon building. I love the the environments of the game. The environments of the game are beautiful for you know a th- 3ds game. Um, th- th- this game's got it. Is it? It and every month there was like free DLC content. Um, there were certain missions, um, you could play certain missions, and there were uh, certain creatures that that would be unlocked that you, you could, uh, you know, kill repeatedly over and over again to get better armor, weaponry. Uh, you could get the Zelda, Legend of Zelda armor. You could get Samus armor. Um, it was... This game, throughout the year, was the game that really just kept... Just kept giving, and there's there's another game that's coming up that, that keeps giving as well. Diablo. The, the, um. <laughs> hey, yep, that, that you're absolutely right. Diablo's still the best game in 2015. It is. I played a lot of Diablo in 2015. I, I played a lot of Diablo yesterday. There's a big update coming as well. I know, yep. fucking Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jay. I need. To- I need to get back into Diablo. Yeah, you do. Uh, but yeah, Mo- Monster Hunter Four is just an incredible uh, 3DS game, and uh, I'm really hoping that the uh, the the next gen NX system will also bring a uh, 
a future monster hunter. So, alrighty, number two. Shit's getting real. Shit's getting yep, real. Getting real. And uh, this this game is also um, one of uh, this is Sophie's top one. Uh, this is a uh, Bloodborne. Yeah. Yeah. Bloodborne, uh, fan freaking fantastic game. Um, I, I've gotten further in this game than I've ever gotten in in any Souls game ever. Um, so you made it to the second level. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, close. Um, I, I'm actually. Oh, you didn't even like make it, it to the second level. Shit. <laughs> I actually, I actually made it to like the, like third major area, so um, it, it's, it's a fantastic game. I, the thing is, when I was talking about Witcher Three earlier, that this was the game I was thinking of. I was like, I wish the combat was like Bloodborne. I love, I love the combat in Bloodborne. It feels so kinetic. It feels so um, precise. Uh, that's I, 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 I like, I like it when when games. Have that precision in in combat where you actually feel like you're, you know, performing some kind of like a, almost like a rhythm to to what's going on, um, instead of just you know pressing buttons and things that's happening. It's a, a really great analogy because you know so often you try and fail in Bloodborne, but it's all about kind of learning the steps and learning what to do yes. and learning the timing and learning the rhythm. I think that's actually like a really cool analogy. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, this game is it, it's it's amazing. I I love the uh, the setting of the game. How it has this kind of like a like a almost kind of a quasi Victorian um, era type of type of environment. Even though it's kind of like a otherworldly, it's it's, it's not really Earth is as far as far as I know. But um, ain't no Earth I done never seen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, just. The, the enemy placement, how certain enemies can, you know, can be like right, like right behind you, and you're like, oh crap, you know, it, it has, it, so it kind of introduces a little bit of uh, like a survival. It, it it definitely does have a like a survival horror element to it. Um, I mean, you're, you're you're on the edge of death anyway the whole time, regardless of how comfortable you feel as you're playing the game, and. Um, it, the graphics and the environments, um, I thought, I, I just think, just amazing. And, and 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 like I said, it's just, I just love the the precision of the game. And I and I respect people who can master the gameplay of of, of this title or any other Souls game, really, for that matter. Um, and I think that's the reason why uh, Monster Hunter was was my number three was because Monster Hunter, I feel, has Kind of a soul feel in terms of its uh, in terms of its precision to combat. So um, yeah, Bloodborne is uh, an amazing game, and uh, yeah, it's my number two this year. And that brings me to number one, mm. a game that is pretty much the polar opposite of well, not really when you come <laughs> to think about it, but on the surface. On the surface, it's kind of the polar opposite of my number two and number three. Um, 
th- this game is uh, one of those games that kind of kind of came out of nowhere, and um, and when it first released, it was it was met with good um, expectations, and it met them, but it was also a little bit lacking. But then over time, they just kept releasing more and more and more content. And they're still doing it, like, right now, pretty much. And that game is Splatoon. Hmm. Yes, Splatoon is my number one game of the year. It is the game that, if I have, like, six minutes free, I'd be like, I can get a game of Splatoon in. It's just... It, I, I, I love how just so... Like quick, you know the matches are literally three minutes long. Um, I, I love I love the the cartoony nature of the game. It's, it's so bright, you know. After playing like hours of like Bloodborne and you know you know other games that I absolutely love, um, you know you gotta admit there's a lot there's you know a lot of a lot of great games are real dark, and and it seems like. You know, not too not too many great games are brightly lit. You know, and and you know, Splatoon is kind of a a breath of fresh air. Um, I love I love the uh, the aesthetics of the game. It kind of reminds me of like the like Jet Set Radio future kind of a kind of a vibe from the from the old Dreamcast era. Um, the uh, kind of the uh, a little bit of the the urban mixed with uh, you know the the, the anime um, kind kind of aesthetic the the whole Squid Kids thing is an absolutely brilliant idea that the, the fact that you basically are shooting your you know your 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 ink guns basically as a humanoid character but then you turn into the squid to quickly traverse through your own color, your own team's ink, um, and how the other team's ink is basically an obstacle. Um, I, I like how how the game isn't really centered on, you know, killing the opponent, but just stop, just stopping your, your, the, the opposing team's progress. I think that's a pretty uh, interesting um a very compromisable uh, type of gameplay for like a, an, basically a third-person shooter that is for the whole family. Um, I, I, I think they I think they handled the way that they made the game really well. I mean, the game you know when it launched, its content was kind of dry at first. But it, it seemed like every couple weeks they were introducing new maps and new weapons continuously, like all the time. And now, if you go back, it is the, there is a ton of content now for the game, and um, um, it's it's just a really fun game. It, it, it's it's the game that I that I kept coming back to. Um, and it's, and also the the whole like uh, tournament contests where you, you it's 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 kind of stupid. It really doesn't it doesn't really doesn't mean anything. But you know, you, you join a team based on like you know what do you like better, cats or dogs? Oh, I like dogs better. So it's you know the cats versus the dogs for this weekend. You know, it, it, it's it's neat. I, I think it's really cool. Um, and I'm and here's just like. Uh, 
with uh, um, like Monster Hunter and even Xenoblade. I'm really hoping that, uh, and I'm almost positive that we will get a sequel to Splatoon um, on the NX. And uh, here's here's uh, looking forward to that for sure. So, uh, yeah, Splatoon is my number one game of the year. So, uh, uh, there you go. That concludes my list. Yeah. All right. All right. So, I'm going to go ahead and read Wombat's list. Okay. And then we're going to take a break. And then we'll come back and finish up. Uh, Wombat had four, I'm sorry, three honorable mentions. Uh, Fallout 4 was one of them. Uh, he said it might have been higher, but it hasn't grabbed me yet. Uh, but he has not put a lot of time into it. Mm. Uh, his other honorable mention is Warhammer 40k Death Watch for the iOS. Uh, excellent strategy game, great use of the license. Uh, and then his third and final one is Radiation Island for the iOS. Surprisingly good survivor survival game on mobile. Mm. Alright, so his top ten. Number ten is Elite Dangerous. Uh, it says it's a fantastic entry in one of my favorite yet very underrepresented uh, lately genres. Excellent space sim, very deep, tons of freedom. His number nine is Rocket League, uh, fast and furious, deep without being inaccessible, and just plain fun. His number eight is Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, so much fun and gorgeous. Another great co-op game. His number seven is Splatoon. Amazingly competent single player that I wasn't expecting. Uh, And multiplayer has that Nintendo polish. Uh, Number six is Yoshi's Woolly World. Mm. Uh, So cute you can't stand it, and it's a blast co-op. His number five, Batman Arkham Knight. A very good story and gameplay. Excellent mood. He loved it. His number four... Uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Mm. Uh, Perfection of the formula, best character since Ezio, and good story and an excellent setting. Alright, time for his top three. I'm pretty pretty sure you can guess one of them. Uh, Yeah, I know know one of them. (laughs) His number three is uh, Metal Gear Solid V. Despite the weak ending and horrible pacing, the best gameplay of the year. Ton of fun and a huge amount of hours soaked up this year. Uh, his number two, Super Mario Maker. Nice. An absolute blast and my son's favorite game this year. And number one, any shock that it's The Witcher 3? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Says, could be nothing else. Perfection of the series uh, mission. Uh, amazing storytelling. Believable open world. Top-notch characters. Any more conversation, uh, conversation about it would feel like hyperbole. Isn't that the truth? We haven't talked at all about The Witcher 3. So there you go. Alright, so I'm going to take a quick break. um, Run our commercial. Yep. (laughs) And then we'll we'll come back and finish this out. Hello, Internet. This is Ken from the N4G Podcast. And I'm here with my good friend, Drew. Hey. Hi, Drew. Hey. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Do you like geek swag? I love Geek Swag. Do you like getting boxes of mystery Geek Swag every month? Absolutely. Then you should go to geekfuel.com slash ztgd and sign up. 
Really? So what can I expect in these? Oh, well, let's see. Every month you get a free exclusive t-shirt. Mm. And it's completely random. Okay. And sometimes it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's always awesome. Yeah. You also get free games. Really? Yeah. So you get a little card with some with some Steam codes on them. Get some free games. Nice. I like video games. Yeah. And then there's also an abundance of random items from things like DC Comics, Marvel, Star Wars, Nintendo, Star Trek, Zelda, Doctor Who. Do you like Doctor Who? I sure. I don't. I've never seen. I, Doctor I, I don't. Who. I, I'm not actually a big fan of Doctor Who. I don't. The rest of the stuff. Hey, I have heard of Marvel. What about Game of Thrones? I have heard of that show. I hear there's a lot of sex in there. There, There is a lot of sex in that show. Cool. But anyway, you can sign up for Geek Fuel. Uh, it's a mystery box every month. You get a, you get a selection of items. Uh, in January, for the January promotion, there are two specific types of items. You can get something that has to do with the Flash. Fastest man alive. Barry Allen. And we're speaking of the CW Flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also Resident Evil for the Resident Evil Remake collection that's coming out. Oh, nice. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that's coming out soon. So who would win in a fight, the Nemesis or the Flash? The Nemesis just won't stop coming. Yeah. But the Flash is probably too fast. Well, I guess we can find out when you get your box. Can can the Nemesis yell, Star City? Oh, yes. See? See what I did Star Labs. Yeah, if you want to sign up for Geek Fuel, you go to geekfuel.com slash ZTGD. They have four different plans. You can sign up for a monthly plan where you get one box a month, cancel anytime. Or you can do the best value one year. The boxes end up costing $13.90 that way per box. Yeah, they're probably giving that stuff away. Yeah, they're giving it away. Get them free. That's cheaper than the t-shirt that you would, that you would get in the box. Yeah, that's actually true. <laughs> it, it really is. Yeah. Um, and also, if you sign up for the one-year plan, you get a Star Wars bonus pack in your first box that is a $30 value. Hmm. Star your Star Wars is kind of popular Star now. Wars is kind of hot right now. Maybe it's a new movie or something. I don't know. But anyway, if you want to support the show, the N4G podcast, make sure you go to that link, geekfuel.com slash ZTGD. That's geekfuel.com slash ZTGD. Sign up for a package. And tell them we sent you. Try to be the fastest man alive. Good luck. All right. Let's finish this up. John, do you want to go or do you want me to go first? I'll go because by the time you go, I'll have fuck all to speak about. So <laughs> I'm, I'll let you out be in that position. Okay. <laughs> all right. You go right ahead. Okay. So some mentions. Super Mario Puzzles and Dragons. You know what? That's awesome. The fact that they took a mobile game that relies heavily on microtransactions and get it to work so it doesn't need them at all. Brilliant. Um, really enjoyed the time I spent with that game. I don't think it sold overly well because of a limited physical release. Um, but if anyone has a 3DS and is vaguely interested in match three kind of games and ones that are a little bit smarter than the normal ones need to need to grab that game. It's amazing. Um, uh, other than honorable mention is until dawn. I probably would have put that in my top 10 had I played more of it. I only made it through so far about sort of five, four or five chapters. Um, so I can't, I can't pass judgment on it properly, and I think that's the sort of game where you have to finish it to get a full understanding of what that game's about. Um, but what I've played of it so far has been absolutely amazing. Um, another honourable mention, but also 
disappointment is Arkham Knight. Um, there were ga- parts of that game that were uh, great, and there were parts of that game that weren't, and we spoke about it last week. Um, uh, some of my disappointments with the way that the story was structured, um, which, to me, was uh, a big letdown, uh, along with the... I wasn't such a... I did have such a problem with the car combat stuff as I did with the racing side of things, the Joker um, Joker Riddler challenges. Uh, to me, that the, the driving wasn't good enough. The mechanic wasn't good enough for you to be good at those. And to 100% that game, I, it must take a better man than me because you have to do all of those races. So, um, in a way, it was great. In a way, it was there were parts to that. There should have been a better finale to that. That's all I'll say. So at number 10, this is my, um, this one might give me a bit of shit, but fuck it. Um, the order, 1866, 1886, 1886. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> liked it so much. I forgot. Yeah, I was going to say, you liked it a whole lot, didn't you? You remember the name of the fucking, game. I've got the fucking thing written down as well in front of me. Um, so, um, yes, that game had problems. But I didn't uh, find the story as offensive as some people seem to on the internet. Um, The ending was a little bit abrupt and it did kind of reek of, we need to follow this up with The Order 2, 1986 or whatever they decided to do. I'd play that. I want to see some people like breakdancing on cardboard while shooting lightning guns and werewolves. (laughs) Um, And yes, it was a very linear third-person cover-based shooter, but I it looked really, really pretty. And You just it, described it, it, Uncharted. And, yeah. Um, Drew, you and, are such a troll. <laughs> it's a very linear third-person cover-based shooter. Uh, hold, on, hold on, but if he adds in mediocre shooting, then maybe you nail Uncharted I'm in Drew's just, eyes, You right? know what? I'm not <laughs> getting involved. I'm just yeah, I'm, I'm just having fun with Drew because I know Drew like really likes to troll Naughty Dog games. I'm not saying that, and you know what, I am actually playing through the Uncharted collection and you know, number two is still awesome. Um okay, so uh I yeah, I I think it, I enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't a long game. Obviously, it was about six, seven hours. But you know what? It doesn't you know doesn't have to be long to be good. You know, my That's girlfriend will attest said. to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, number nine is <laughs> why my list. Why? Because you made that comment, John. It's like you you laid it out on a plate and was like, here, gobble this up. Are we supposed to ignore that, John? Okay, fair (laughs) enough. Good point, well made. Um, Number nine is Bloodborne. Um, It, again, probably would have been higher on my list had I not really had a mare with it after a certain amount of time i am going to go back i'm gonna have to start from fresh because you can't continue i mean i'll put about 30 40 hours into it and you can't just go back into bloodborne you have to start again but um as soph was saying earlier it's uh such a testament to level design uh, both you know in thematic design and also in level design um how everything links to uh, every one place links to another. Um, you know, the, the atmosphere oozes. I mean, it just, oh, it, it's, 
it's just got that feel, that grimy feel. It's got a layer of grime to everything. It's like this little wet, moist layer to everything <sighs> in that world. And it just gives it such, such atmosphere. Are we talking about video games still, or are you, you writing your erotic fan fiction at this point? That's what she said. No one will know. Um, Too late. And it's the first Souls game that I've really sunk any kind of time into. Um, and... I kind of think that suits the way I like to play games a little bit better than Dark Souls because Dark Souls was very much defense based. This is um, all about attacking. You know, that's how you regain your your lost health is by um, pushing forward and and being on the offensive. And that kind of suits my play style a little bit more. So fair play. Job well done. And I will probably end up playing another 40 hours and getting stuck again and stopping. But you know what? I love it anyway. Um, A is Splatoon. Um, There's not much I can say that Gambus didn't already uh, sort of mention. Um, It is Nintendo through and through. Uh, It is like they said, we need to do a multiplayer shooter. And this is what they come up with. And it is pure Nintendo. Um, Colourful, you know the sounds, the the, the voices of um, Callie and Mari. Um, it, it's so cute. The um, uh, the the plaza where you buy all your weapons and your guns and names of them, the names of the characters. You know, um, they nailed it. They they wanted something out of it. They wanted a shooter that they could have that would be family friendly. So cutting out, you know, the voice chat was a design choice that was purposely done so that you know someone who's 10 years old can go on and have fun the fact that you are using paint to um cover territory as opposed to needing to rack up a kill count with your with your weapons that was purposely done um and again as uh, gambus mentioned the rolling out of the content i think that was a, a clever move um wanting uh making people come back for more you know a week later we've got some more maps and their new rotations in a different mode it's so well handled um i'm pleased that it shows i'm pleased that it shows a nintendo aren't just a mario trick pony they haven't just got these you know mario and zelda and that they they can come up with new ideas and new ips and I think Splatoon deserves to live on in the future um, on the next generation of consoles. I think it's brilliant. Um, seven, um, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which is the best that game has been in a long time. Um, <laughs> we, we always say that, but Black Flag was only two years ago. <laughs> no, I didn't enjoy Black Flag. Oh, well, then, I loved Black Flag. Yeah, your, your opinion is invalidated right now, John. No, fuck you. But Black Flag it's was mine. fucking so good. No, Black Flag was a good game. I didn't enjoy it. Um, I think I didn't like the setting. I wasn't overly keen on the um, pirate stuff. You know, the the ship combat. Um, it was alright, but I didn't enjoy it um, that much. And it got away from what I enjoyed about the series, which is the the future side, the anim- um, the Astergo stuff. I like that kind of side plot, and, and Black Flag kind of forgot about that. So I didn't enjoy. I'm sure you know it played well, and it was, you know, it was great. But it 
didn't hit me in the same way as it hit other people. So for me, this is um, the best since Brotherhood. And uh, it goes uh, a long way to say something like that because, you know, a yearly franchise, um, it's been bogged down with some mediocre entries over the last few years. And for them to come back and bring it as they did was brilliant. Uh, great characters. Uh, I liked the two leads. I thought they played well together. Um, no Ezio, but then I think Ezio will stand out in that franchise as being uh, the most popular of the um, uh, protagonists. Uh, but both Evie and Jacob, as a uh, as a pair, I thought really carried that story forward. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so... Number six is... I'm not sure anyone else has played this, but SteamWorld Heist. I haven't. Nope. Um, it's only out on 3DS. It's recent as well. It only came out at the sort of beginning of December. Um, so it's uh, made by Image and Form, who made SteamWorld Dig. And as the title suggests, it's um, set in that universe. But that is the only thing it has in common with Dig. It's... Uh, uh, completely different type of game, uh, very much on the level of something like Codename Steam or XCOM in its um, uh, playability. Uh, you know, it's a tactical turn-based 2D shooter. And it's the thing that makes it stand out, I guess, is a 2D part. Um, great mechanics, gorgeous visuals to look at. And I think that game will do really, really well when it hits other platforms as i mean steam world dig done incredibly well uh when it and it eventually went to steam and uh psv or ps4 uh, i think um steam world heist has got a big future in 2016 so uh fair play to it uh you need to get that game if you've got 3ds um so number five my number five wasn't in my list two weeks ago i had to do some reshuffling um star wars battlefront Mm. So I had played a little bit with you guys um, back when it uh, was first out because I was using the EA Access uh, uh, 10-hour play thing. And it was all right. I enjoyed it. Um, But I wasn't going to pay that kind of money for that game. I thought that, you know, because it was like, 50 quid 55 quid uh, the deluxe editions even more and then about 10 days two weeks ago um it went on sale on the playstation network uh half price and i thought yeah i'll give it a go and i can't stop playing it it's amazing um i know it's only multiplayer but i think that the uh, modes that it has, things like Supremacy, Walker Assault, um, uh, Blast, even Fighter Squadron, which I didn't think I'd really be into because on Battlefield I can't control any of the vehicles. I'm like some kind of drunk idiot on a Saturday night trying to get home. Uh, I cannot steer those things at all. And I wasn't expecting a lot from things like Fighter Squadron, but the tutorial's a great uh, way of introducing you and it's a lot of fun. Um, they do a clever thing with uh, fighter squadron mode, which is um, include bots 
which make it easy for you to rack up some good score. So it's, it's good fun. You don't feel like you're doing too badly, even if you are. Um, the free map, Jakku, is, you know, they might get slagged off because of the cost of the DLC season pass. But I think the Jakku that they put out for free is really great, um, especially on Supremacy. I love that map. Um, and they've said that they are going to be given some more free stuff out, which I think is great. Um, the sound, of course, the look, it's gorgeous to look at. The, the, the sound of the thermal imploder when that goes off. Oh, it's, oh, it's just amazing. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> love it. It really is. Um, and it, it's a testament to how much love dice have put into this game the level of detail in not just how it looks but how it sounds it's not perfect there are a few bits that i wish i mean the i always seem to get card refreshes as power-ups i hate card refreshes um simply because i've now leveled up my cards so that the cooldown period is next to no time at all um there's also a few glitches that i've encountered i was playing last night and we're on uh, game of supremacy and um, you'd get the attack and uh, not the attack the ATST and it wouldn't let you spawn it. it you'd fire it up and it would just put you back out on the map and it was a few little glitches there but um, considering this is a EA dice multiplayer game that thing in- launched incredibly well a lot better than uh, people thought after Battlefield 4 so um, yeah absolutely love it Number four <clears throat> is The Witcher 3. Um, again, what can we say about that? I don't know. We've said about everything about that game. Shit. Absolutely. Well, somebody just throw the ending out there. No, no. don't, please. No, Jared, no. You know what? You know what? It, nobody on this show has seen the ending, so you're safe. Including you? Yep. Okay. I put 60 oh, well. hours in that game and have not seen the ending. Wow. Well... Um, Drew, you are going to be in for a treat in 2016. That's all I'm going to say about The Witcher 4. Uh, I'm Witcher excited. 3. Yeah, as you should be. Um, number three, Rise of the Tomb Raider. That's a game. That is a game. It's an awesome game. It is a really awesome game. It took a awesome game from three years ago and made it even more awesome. And you can play it With- in a few weeks on on PC, yeah, 28th, I think, isn't it, or something yeah. like that. Um, that game is... I know, it, it took all of the... I didn't have many complaints about the original reboot of Tomb Raider. That game was brilliant. But it did take the few things, the few little niggles, and just make them work. So things like, you know, in the first game, it teaches you how to shoot animals, and then what do you do with that? fuck all now there's crafting mechanic that's all built into that brilliant um the tombs weren't overly complex so you know probably the longest i spent on any tomb in the first game was 10 15 minutes these tombs were head scratches uh cleverly designed um the combat was still tight um, it introduced a new, uh, enough new stuff to keep it uh, fresh. The game was absolutely stunning. Uh, Best-looking game on the Xbox One, for sure. Uh, without a doubt, even better than Rise. And that still holds qu- quite well, up quite well. Um, what can I say? It's, it's People who can't play it because they don't have an Xbox One, um, 
I feel sorry for you. Uh, PC obviously coming soon. We don't know anything about PS4, uh, but I think that game will do really, really well once it's out on all three platforms, and it deserves to. It was phenomenal, and well, it did do over know, a million. Which is good for one platform, I guess. Um, it got a lot of bad press because it came out the wrong time. It makes me wonder how well it would have done if it was on all three platforms when it launched, because I still think that the launch date was the wrong date to come out on. Well, clearly. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know whether it, the numbers would have been great even if it had been on all three platforms. This thing will have a real long tail, I think. Um I would have bought it day one if it had been available on PS4, but I wasn't going to go out and buy a new system to buy it. No, absolutely. It's a great game, but don't spend 300 quid on a a new console just to play that one. And considering it's coming out eventually on uh, PS4, then I I think you're going to be fine. And it'll be a game of the year edition with all the DLC, no doubt. At the Um, same time, I kind of just want to say... There's going to be some pretty good games on the Xbox One. I was, was going to say, the Tomb Raider's not the only game on the Xbox. Yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I'm just saying, you know, in the long run, you're going to have a good amount of content on the Xbox One. It's, yeah. it's beneficial to own all of the machines once you can get to a point where you can own all of the machines. Yeah, I mean, understandably, it's not viable for everybody. I mean, you know, luckily, I do nothing but play video games, so I guess you know, <laughs> I, I kind of had to do it, so... It's not no. that I don't want to get an Xbox. It's just at the moment, I know, there's you, nothing you, that you streams. You have home and stuff you have to worry about. Trust me, I know. Well, it's not even like the financial thing. Like, uh, the one thing I do want to do next year, or this year, I guess, is I want to build a new PC. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, is like in terms of like my gaming, that's what I'm going to sink my money into in, at least in the short term. Um, there's just not enough on the Xbox One right now for me. For me to say, right, I can't say no anymore. I've got to go out and get one. Right. It's just not there for me yet. That's but that's not to say, you know, it's not like a ideological thing or anything like that. You right. Know, it's just a... I have to pick, you know, pick and choose where you spend your money and it's just not become an imperative yet. Right. Okay. Sorry, John. So sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry sorry. on. <laughs> nah, fuck right. you, John. Yeah, thanks. Um... So, number two is Fallout 4. Okay. We've said enough about Fallout 4. I was going to say, do I've we said... need to say anything about that game either? No. I kept my mouth yeah. shut the whole show, okay? Yeah, well done. <laughs> um, uh, very much in the same boat as, as Safe on this. Um, I got what I thought I wanted. Another Fallout 3, but on the next gen. Um, and it certainly produce that without a doubt and it's well I've again well made great characters um, I do like some of the small little adjustments that they've made um, uh, and I will continue playing that through next year especially since I've got the season pass so that's going to con- you know really um, get my money's worth out of that for sure fantastic um, yeah it's Fallout beautiful that's all I can say um, but it didn't hit my top spot it didn't hit your spot. Didn't hit my top spot. No. So what's your top spot? Tales from the Borderlands. Oh man. Out of left field. Um, I, I guess you guys have any of you played Tales from the Borderlands? I have. I have. Okay. I have. So you knew that. Um. Yeah. yeah. Um. I really like The Walking Dead. 
really like The Walking Dead. Uh, and this is coming from someone who doesn't watch the TV show or has read the comics. I didn't care for those. Um, I thought the way that the storytelling was done was phenomenal. Um, yeah, we've spoken about how the uh, the choices you make is a little bit kind of contrived. Um, but it didn't take away from the fact that Walking Dead was a great game. Um, now, you take that formula... And then you put it into a game where you don't want to kill yourself after every episode. And you've got the makings of a winner. So this is uh, thematically a flip on The Walking Dead. It's not all doom and gloom. It's really lighthearted fun. You've got two main characters whose sole purpose is to completely poke one another with a stick and have a go and make fun of and jibe and it's told in such a way, the story's told in such a way um, that it keeps you guessing till the end. And it, ah, oh, brilliant. It's all I can say is absolutely brilliant. The two main characters are my favourite this year. Um, and, and Vaughn. Vaughn is, um, is like one of the supporting members. And he's just this, and I always start off with, I always, wondered if he was going to turn on the main characters there's always a a um is he or isn't he but the way that they play that character out uh, to the end is really really brilliant um it just adds again to that story and because you are essentially playing both characters both the main characters you can make the story go in the way you want it to go you can make them interact the way that you want them to other than the the key aspects of the uh, of the story and that's something you didn't have really in the walking dead and it again it made it means i got the ending i wanted to get how i felt was the best way for that to end which was which was brilliant and yes they do add a little bit to the decisions that you make so at the end something happens where you uh, the actions that you performed in the previous uh, episodes do come into play, not in a story sense, but they they do come into play. Um, I think that was was nicely done, and I just love the music choice. Every ep- episode opens with a with a banger, um, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I cannot recommend that game highly enough. And at the moment, if you've got a PS4, it's dirt cheap for the entire season. Um, get it, get that game. If you have any passing interest in either Telltale or Borderlands, you will love it. Yeah. So that's it. All right. All right, well, I'm going to finish this off. Okay. At least for new stuff, because, you know, Drew, we've already heard your stuff, but we'll do it again. Okay. I have four disappointments for the year. What if I don't care what Drew liked? Well, then you can leave. I don't care. Well, I <laughs> to your stuff. Yeah, get to count. <laughs> you didn't have to be here. You've already got your show. You've done yours. I had to do the commercial. <laughs> yeah, you could have done that for me. Infomercial. Infomercial. Uh, four disappointments. Tony Hawk 5. Uh, yeah. I'm sure that's on a lot of people's disappointed list. Are you, are you disappointed or are you disappointed? I'm extremely disappointed. Like, I was really hoping for the resurgence of Tony Hawk's 2 and 3. Did you think it would be this bad? Uh, no, I never thought it would be this bad. Okay. I figured it was going to be bad, though. It's It's gotten a lot better Yeah, since launch. 
But Are they at least supporting it? Yes, yes, it's been patched several times, and they even added the Ninja Turtles to it. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go, at least you've got that, because to be fair, the way that that thing was pushed out the door, you would have thought they'd have literally shut the door on it and, you know, never to be touched again. Yeah. Hey, they're still supporting Drive Club. Yeah, true, absolutely. And that game has become a lot better since. That's what but you people don't see say. that very often. You don't see it No, no, you really don't. Um... Unfortunately, Activision had another disappointment. A Guitar Hero. Oh no! I love the new Guitar Hero. I hate it. <laughs> I absolutely oh, no, despise that. that game. It it comes from the fact that you don't play what you want to play. You, I you play what I, they I, want you to play. I know, but it's like to, well, I, uh, me and Laura have enjoyed this so much. We bought a second copy to get a guitar a second guitar so we can play it together um, because that happens to be it was it's actually at the moment on sale cheaper to buy that than buy a second guitar I'd have sent you both of mine if I could afford to ship it to you <laughs> I, re- I honestly I like that fact I like the, uh, although the playlists do repeat which is a shame um, but we kind of just sit there and they we play what they throw at us which is good for me because one I'm not very good um, I've only just moved up to normal, and I'm I'm struggling with that. Uh, I need more practice. But by throwing you a song that you may not be familiar with, I, it kind of keeps you on your toes. But that's but my you can, opinion. But you know? can do that in rock band. You just play a random playlist, and the I'm difference not paying and the, the money that they want for rock band for rock band. Well, the difference also is if your internet's down, you're playing shit on Guitar Hero Live. That may be an issue that I haven't encountered yet. Yeah, well, are you playing on PS4? Because PSN's always nope. down, right? Nope. I'm, play- I'm out playing on Xbox. Oh no, I don't. I just, I just do not like that format. I, no, I am of the, I am of the mind that when I own my song, and I owned a lot of songs. You mm. know, I invested a lot in the original rock bands, so yeah. I have like 200 DLC songs. That's that's a bummer, and I understand that, and it is a shame because I, although. Um, I didn't own too many songs in the previous Guitar Heroes. Uh, uh, it is a shame. Uh, it wouldn't matter any... Well, actually, it would matter, because I, I did get on Xbox. Because um, the Guitar Heroes are songs I had. It would be nice, but um, it's different for me, because I maybe spent 30 £40 pounds, uh, over the whole course of the Guitar Hero DLC stuff. It's not the huge waste, but if you're talking about two, three, four hundred songs, I can see that being an issue. No. Uh, another one of my disappointments was Mario Tennis for the Wii U. That game is so good, but there's nothing there. Mm. It's it's so disappointing. Like, you can unlock everything to unlock in that game in an hour and a half. And that's just that's, that's mm. disappointing. And I know Drew's going to be angry at me, but life is strange. Yeah, I kind of figured. I tried so hard to like that game, and I get that there are serious moments in that game but the fucking acting is so bad that I don't care I don't think it's that bad like, I mean oh. I did find it because I, I guess like the, some of the dialogue is definitely awkward but for me I mean obviously I loved it a lot and sometimes it is what you like in games but it wasn't so bad to the point of distraction for me and it sounds like it was like a game breaker for you oh yeah like the uh, I made it through the first two episodes so the big thing that happens at the end of episode two, I didn't care because that character meant nothing to me. 
because they were so poorly... I, I just felt they were so poorly built up that I cared nothing. I just... I, I rattled through cold, the... Cold, cold man. I'm not cold if it's a good actor. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm kind of... It might be the reason why I'm struggling to get past episode one. Not maybe the acting, because I'm, you know, I can't tell good acting from bad. But um, a lot of it seems the character seems cliched, and that's what I'm struggling with. But you know, gain horses for courses. Hey, I'm one of the few that did not like that game, and I tried. I really did. That's I, all right, man. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I, I was, you know, I'm a big fan of Don't Nod. I loved Remember Me. I you, really liked that game as well. I thought that was a really underrated game the year it came out. Oh, yeah. Loved Remember Me. And then Drew's talking so highly of Life is Strange. I get excited to play it at the end of the year. Uh, just did not like it. Um, I've got six honorable mentions. God, I forgot how good this year was. Um, Until Dawn. We've said a lot about that game. I love that game. Uh, such a cool use of that style of game. It's like everything David Cage ever wanted to make but good. Love that game. Uh, Transformers Devastation, only because my childhood, my inner child says that game is awesome. It's repetitive, it's short, it's simple. But man, they look like the Generation 1 cartoon. And it plays like a Platinum game. It's so <laughs> good. Um, Heroes of the Storm. The honorable mention, because I just started playing it, and I'm enjoying it. That's a fun game. Uh, Dragon Quest Heroes, probably the best Musou game I've played in a long time. And there's been some good ones. That One Piece game is real good. Yeah. Dragon Quest Heroes, man, it takes that series, that genre, to like a whole new level. It is. I mean, if you're a fan of, of you know, those type of games, you should play Dragon Quest Heroes. It's really good. Uh, Disney Infinity 3.0. That is a fantastic game. Finally, the Infinity games are good. Because 1 and 2 were terrible. And then Xenoblade Chronicles, because... Well, I've only put 5 hours in it. But I'm sure it would have been in my top 10. That's a game that I'm going to probably start um, this year. And it's one of those games where, from the sounds of it, I'll do what you did and play with the Pro Controller and have the... Uh, pad as a map and uh, that's how I'm I need, playing I need to settle that's one of those games where I'm going to have to just get stuck into that game and not have really much else going on yeah you should not play anything else when you're playing that game alright I'll give you my top 10 number 10 Ori in the Blind Forest my god if you haven't played this game go play this game right now it's on PC okay, see you later <laughs> it's on <laughs> PC it's on are. Xbox One so it's it's across the board Visually, it's one of the most like just beautiful games I've ever seen. Um, it's all hand drawn. It is also one of the most stressful games you will ever play because it it requires absolute pinpoint perfection in a lot of the jumping sequences, and normally that doesn't work, especially in a game where the controls are kind of garbage. But Ori, the controls are almost perfect. So every time you die you know it's because you did something wrong. Um, but man, it is so good. And it's, you know, I hate it because so many games do it now, but it's that standard Metroidvania kind of game where there are stuff gated for certain powers, for certain levels. But it's so good. 
I can't recommend that game enough. Um, Just Cause Three is number nine. <laughs> well, I thought it would be a lot higher. Yeah, I thought I'm surprised it made it actually in your top ten. I love that game. No, I, I've I've put forty hours in that game. I I recently picked it up in the sale on PSN, so because I gave up with the PC version because it just was not playing as I needed it to. So I do intend to play some more of that this year. Oh, I absolutely love Just Cause Three. The biggest hangups for that game for me have been that they lock a lot of the upgrades behind the challenges. Is that an issue? It's an issue for me because the challenges are not always that fun. Oh, okay. And I want the cool stuff that you get from the upgrades. So, like, I want more <laughs> tethers. I want stronger tethers. I want, you know, to be able to break in my wingsuit. And all of that stuff is locked behind these challenges and races and stuff that most people hate in open world games. Mm. So, that's my only gripe with that game. Like, nothing else about that game really bothered me. I had a lot of fun going from base to base, taking them down. Exploding things in Just Cause 3 never gets old. I like walking away slowly from the camera as things explode behind me. <laughs> 40 hours in, that's still fun. Uh, at number 8, and this is the game that kind of shocked me, and I don't know if it's because people didn't really think of it as a game, but Rare Replay? Oh, that counts. Like That is one of the best $30 I have spent all year by far. I still need to play, because I want to play um, Viva and Pinata Travel in Paradise. I need to play that. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's eight 360 games on there that were all, like, close to $30 when they came out. I, and Cameo, I, I, I think yeah. Cameo's underrated. Oh, Cameo's extremely game. underrated. I loved Cameo. Yeah. But yeah, just all that you get in that rare replay for 30 bucks was just, I felt like I was stealing it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, anyway. Uh, number seven is Arkham Knight. And a lot of people have a lot of problems with this game. Mm-hmm. Honestly, not. I don't have a lot of problems with this game. I have a couple of boss fights that were annoying. Um, everything else that was annoying about that game is kind of optional. Like the Riddler stuff and, you know, the stupid challenge maps where you got to race around. Although, racing around with the um, the 60s Batmobile with the song playing is kind of fantastic. Oh, does the song play with it? Yes, and there's a big screen in the background that's showing a clip of Burt Ward and Adam West. It's, 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 that's the thing that, you know, a lot of people had issues with the DLC. I did not. Um, I think that DLC was perfectly paced because it kept me playing that game for the entire year. Now, granted, you know, the Batgirl DLC was okay. Right. Um, the Nightwing and Robin stuff is pretty bad. Um, the Harley Quinn and Red Hood stuff is bad, but it was free when you pre-ordered the game. The so season of in- out. yeah, the season of Infamy, I dig a lot. I really think that's cool. Um, but then again, I'm a huge Batman fan, so Helps. having those four new villains within the open world of that game is really cool. Um, number six is The Witcher 3. That's, I mean, again, what else are you going to say about that game? It's really good. And eventually I want to play both of those expansions. But who has the time? <laughs> uh, number five is Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider. 
I'm still playing cool. that game. I'm at like 80-something percent now. I'll go back to it to 100% it when I get the time. Yeah, I need to do the 100%. There's a, there's a lot of stuff in that game. Mm, yeah, hell of a lot, yeah. yeah. And it's it's all fun. That's the thing. And again, the season pass, uh, the the next add-on, that um, creepy-looking thing looks awesome. <laughs> the the Baba Yaga? Yeah, Baba, that's it, yeah, Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. That looks quite... That looks like it could be quite scary. Yeah, I'm I'm very interested to play that content when it comes out. Uh, number four is Star Wars Battlefront. Yay! Fuck all the haters. That has been some of the most fun I've had all year playing a video mm-hmm. game. And it's, it's definitely the best multiplayer of the year without a doubt. Oh god, and by I've, far. Even though, however much I like Splatoon, I have had a lot more fun with with uh, Battlefront. I think Battlefront, I think Drew nailed it perfectly that it's one of those games that is easy to get into even if you haven't played it for two weeks. Yeah. You can literally jump right back in and have a hell of a lot of fun with it. And I think that's what makes it great. It it doesn't hurt that it's Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. (laughs) You know, that part of it doesn't hurt. But the game is just so fun. All right, top three. Drew's over there like, I know what they are. What order are they in? Yeah, yeah. Number three is Dying Light. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike Drew, I didn't think Dead Island was a great game. I thought it was a good game. I fucking love that game. But those guys at Techland, man, Dying Light is like their opus. That game is so good from... Like, visually, it was one of the first games that said, okay, this is next-gen. Like when we're running around on the rooftops and the trees are blowing in the wind and then the darkness hits and it's like completely pitch black and it's a whole new horror experience. Um, the music is stellar. Yeah. Um, the, the parkour is, is perfect. Like it works so well. The upgrade system works so well. Like everything about that game was so finely tuned, so much fun. I booted it up again recently. I hadn't played it in about I don't know four or five months, and I, I like I just rolled right back into it. Like everything worked the way it was supposed to, and that new DLC that's hitting in February looks to be absolutely stellar, and I can't wait. All right, number two is Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. I am. <laughs> it's not a great Metal Gear game. But it's still one of the best open world games I have ever played. I just wanted to play it. Like, I didn't even need to, like... Because the fact that you can play as other characters in the missions... Like, I I didn't even have to play as Snake. Because I didn't feel attached to that Snake. And that's a whole lot of other reasons of spoilers that I'm not going to get into here. But just the minute-to-minute gameplay in that in that game was so good that it took me back to when I first played Halo, and they kind of nailed that 30 seconds of fun. And even after going through all the bullshit to find the story beats of that game, I still wanted to go back in and tackle missions in different ways just because playing it was so much fun. And yes, if I looked at it solely from a Metal Gear perspective... It is by far the worst Metal Gear that Kojima's ever done. Hmm. But it's also the best game he has ever made. So. And then number one, which was on nobody's list anywhere, is Mortal Kombat X. 
No surprise it's your number one either. Uh, is it really a shock? And, and what no. kills me is when that game came out, so many people were like, oh, I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan, and nobody played it. And it oh, is actually, it's the first Mortal Kombat game I've completed. It is. Yeah, I, I, yeah it's a good game. I it, love Mortal Kombat. It is so and good. I'm, I have put 70 plus hours in that game. Jesus. And it's just. I always find it's easy to, like, if I've got a big pile of games to play, the fighting games, the easy one to say, alright, I'll leave that for later, because easy to dive in and out of, not so much a narrative or a game that I'm playing through. So I think I was one of those people who loved Mortal Kombat and is like, I love Mortal Kombat, blah, 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 and then just stopped playing. Oh. I that that was that was the game that I played nonstop for at least three months, and then every time a new DLC character came out, I sank another ten hours into it. And now next week they're going to show the pack, and I couldn't be more excited for four more <laughs> Mortal Kombat characters. And I think I've just packed my copy. I might have to unpack it now and play it. <laughs> <laughs> I have spent so much time playing that game. I own it on two systems. <laughs> And I didn't play with anybody except for for K Dub. Well, I'm not you playing play, with you, you now since me. you played. Like I played. Seven I played hours. you. You'll once. annihilate me. <laughs> I played Drew once. No, you played with me multiple times. No, we played one time. We played several matches, but we only played one time, and it's because we were waiting on something else to install. That's true. And I don't remember what it was. But man, as much as we all played MK9, and then nobody played MKX. It, it made me sad. Boss. It was it was a good game. Oh, I I booted it up recently and started playing it, and I was just like, okay, I remember why. I think that game when it came out was the first game I went to the midnight launch, and I didn't stop playing until like seven o'clock in the morning after I got back. Jesus, <laughs> still not as good as Mortal Kombat trilogy. Oh, Mortal Kombat trilogy, the most broken game in the Mortal Kombat universe, but so good. Oh. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite. Oh, that game is so broken, though. Like all you gotta do is Still, pick Kentaro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or pick Kano from MK1. He has one combo, and it's just mashing the square button over and over and over again. Hey, it was a different time. It was a different time. I own both versions of that too, by the way, with both versions of Chameleon, the male and the female Chameleon. Yeah, I'm kind of a big MK fan. So no shock. Yeah, me too. Um, but that's it. Yep. So Drew, if you want to do your list, I know you've already done it. This is true. But you know that way you don't have to spend as much. Take time. an encore, Drew. Take an encore. I can do that. I got to bring it up here. <laughs> We've been doing this for two hours. Did you ever brought up your list yet? I had it on my phone, then I had a text message, and then I had to go out of it. Oh. Are you getting text messages from the ladies? Maybe I am. Maybe. <laughs> Player. Anyway. What's it going right nowadays? Mm-hmm. Oh, stop. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> John wants to know, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll just rile these up real quick. Um, Rocket League as a, um honorable mention. Doing honorable mentions first. Rocket League. Um, Elite Dangerous. Uh, Runbow, uh, Hand of Fate, Star Wars Battlefront, and uh, Zen Pinball Wild West Rampage. And Tales uh, from the Borderlands, right? 
and Tales from the Borderlands. <laughs> we will come back to that in a second. Uh, my top ten, and like I said, this isn't necessarily in any particular order, especially like the, the ones I enjoyed the most, kind of deal. But the hardest part is putting them in order, Drew. You can't just... Yeah. That's the whole point. You have to make difficult decisions. This is true. Uh, but yeah, uh, number it's ten... Not that I'm here to tell you off, sorry. Oh, that's fine. Uh, number ten is Batman Arkham Knight. Uh, number nine, Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain. Number eight, Tales from the Borderlands. Number seven, Until Dawn. Number six, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. Number five, Dying Light. Number four, Fallout 4. Uh, number three, Xenoblade Chronicles X. Number two, Life is Strange. And number one, a game that nobody has mentioned except for Ken, Heroes of the Storm. Now you know how I feel about Mortal Kombat. So why is Tales in your list but also in your mentions? Because I forgot to remove it from my mentions whenever I made my list. <laughs> it, was, it, it was me fucking up a you, typo, basically. You could essentially have not said it. What do you mean? You could have not said it was in your mentions. But he well, didn't know. I, I didn't know. See, I, I read off from the, the beginning of the of the page to the bottom. And the beginning of the page had my honorable mentions. But you had this second chance to get it right. I made the joke. He didn't do he it. He made the joke. Yeah, I didn't do it. Okay. Come on, now. That's pretty much it, though. I mean, as far as, like, if I want to talk about my top game, uh, Heroes of the Storm is a MOBA that anybody can play. I can vouch for that, because I, I did not play MOBAs outside of a few rounds of Smite. Yeah. And it's it's I think it's a game that if you wanted to get into MOBAs or if you want to try them out or something like that, that would be the best one to do. It's, it's free, isn't it? It's yeah. free to play. Um, it's it's simple to pick up. Um, it is complex at times once you get into like the the different characters and all their builds and stuff like that. But anybody can pick that game up and have some fun. It's better when you have friends that you can talk with over Skype or something like that. But it, I mean, even just playing with bots is fun. I don't know. I just play. Tried to play the league once, and I'm. Uh, I'm trying to scrub it from my mind because those people weren't nice. No, I, don't, don't play with yeah. those people. Yeah, play. I mean, me and Ken have played only with bots the entire time, uh, or other I, people. We played or, with with Jay and and your other buddy. Yeah. So I mean, we've we've played with other people. They were on our team. Yeah, but we always played against bots. Yeah, we oh, played okay. against bots. And and Heroes has a great tutorial. Yeah, it really does. It's long. It takes like I don't know, like half hour, forty five minutes to go through. Yeah, but they go over everything with you. Yep, they go through every single. And then at the end, they let you play a, um, a skirmish. Yeah, and um, mm-hmm. that's um, that's it for me. The disappointments I had were Metal Gear Solid Five's piss poor story, and um, uh, the Arkham Knight's um, Batmobile stuff. The Arkham Knight Batmobile thing can be accented by the boss fight that happens in the third act of that title. God, that thing was a pain in the ass. I did that again recently. And and now that I knew what I was doing, I did it on the first try. But it still kind of sucked. The Batmobile sucks in that game. See, I, I, don't, I don't agree with it that it sucks. But yes, it has issues. That's it for me. But I tell you what, doing these two shows... Well, listening to these two shows... Is a great fucking year for games. Mm. Yeah, there was so much stuff, and you know, not everything's not for everybody. 
but like but everybody had something this year. Oh yeah, it everybody was so, had it was a really game. Really diverse, yeah. I think. And, and like you say, something for everyone. And and I think games that tried to be different and it didn't always succeed or it didn't always appeal to everyone. But I think it's really exciting that a lot of risks are being taken in terms of what a game can be now, especially as like technology evolves constantly. And I, I think it's really an exciting time for games. Absolutely, and even though a lot of those games are not for me, I am super glad that they exist. Yeah. Because I think even if, you know, I'm not a fan of Life is Strange, I think there's a lot of things that people can take from that game and and learn how to craft certain other aspects, and I think that's the best thing. Yeah, it's just diversity, innovation, these are just great things for the gaming community as a whole. You don't have to like every single thing. You know, it might not be your thing, but I think that kind of creativity can only be good for everyone. Absolutely. Yep. It's a great time to be playing games and looking at, looking at the release list for 2016. Mm. Yeah. Holy shit. And we don't even know about everything. Oh, yeah. And by the way, there's probably going to be a new Nintendo console come November. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'll be too busy playing Uncharted 4, though, Drew, right? <laughs> No, he'll have, it beat. All... he'll have it beat yeah. by then because it comes out in April, so he's, he's good. Are we all going to be uh, jumping on the PBZ 2 beta this week? I, I intend to play PBZ. Of course. Awesome. I'll see you online. Because that game, Garden Warfare, is the bomb. Mm. Yeah, it is. I'm so looking forward to that. And that's, yeah. that's what, four days next, that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then, what, it's out end of February, so yeah, it's a good start. Oh, it's already been a good start. I'm playing games I can't talk about yet. Shh, be quiet. Shh. <laughs> Although the two games I'm playing are remakes, which make me crack up. Brilliant. But whatever. Whatever. It's a good start. There's a lot of good stuff in February. Oh, yeah, by the way, Drew, Street Fighter Five. Uh-huh. Oh, my, yeah. My most anticipated game of the year. In like a month. Mm-hmm. Dark Souls 3. Yep. Dark Souls 3 is in March. Uncharted's in April. XCOM 2. XCOM 2's coming out, yeah. Uh, hopefully like hopefully Horizon doesn't get delayed, because Scalebound got delayed, and that made me cry. Mm. Yeah, and so did Recall, although still this year. It's still this year, but That's yeah, it's, it's been delayed. Even the mythical, mythical Last Guardian. <laughs> That's not coming out! <laughs> it it might be real. Out this year. It's, it's coming out this year. It's not uh, real. It's not. it's not real. That thing is uh. fake. There's no game. It's just a. It's just some old B-roll footage <laughs> they've got. It's, yeah, it's going to be a trailer. They can't not have it this year. They can't. Gosh. You know they what? Can't. I, I don't know why. I did. No Man's Sky. I think if that comes out this year. I think, will this year. I think a lot of people I'm, are going to be disappointed I'm in that so game. So excited to play that game. I, I think as long June, as you know what it is. I think it'll be out this year. Yeah, I think Maybe as long as you know what it burn, is. But the, the whole concept of it to me is just mm. crazy cool. and I, I can't wait to see it most certainly looks interesting yeah. Yeah, yeah I hope it lives up to what it promises yeah that will be the I'll, thing I'll put it, it I'll put it that way well also there's um, rumor that the division beta is end of this month so could be on track for March as well so that'll be an interesting uh, release fingers crossed you know what, fuck it, it makes it there's a goddamn Zelda game coming out this year Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even care if it's console. on. I don't even care if it's on the new console because you know what? I'm buying that thing day one anyway. You don't I'm know. Buying a new house. I can't play any games this year. I just realized. So, 
and on top of all that, we got another Doom game coming out. Fucking right, we got a Doom game. And Overwatch looks pretty freaking awesome, too. Mm -hmm. Jay Jay swears up and down on Overwatch. He is like, he he, he says everybody should buy that game. It looks pretty good. And Mm -hmm. um, next year, along with uh, Street Fighter, I'm going to be picking up uh, the new Fire Emblem game. Yeah, there's two of them. Yeah, there's two yeah. coming out this year. Bravely Second? Bravely Another second. 3DS game? Yeah. And, yep. <laughs> you, we're talking about all these games, and the best part is, there's not been one expo yet. Uh-uh. No. we still got stuff we don't know about. Oh, there's plenty Where's of stuff. Final Fantasy VII Remake out? Is that this year, too? No. No. It'll be no. next year. Ill time with the anniversary. Yeah. Part one will. But, yeah, part one will. but Final Fantasy fifteen yeah. supposedly yeah, coming this year. This year. They, yeah. I, They've already said it's happening. Yeah. You know what? They said it's happening three or four times now. <laughs> when it's on the shelf is It'll what be I Final believe. Fantasy sixteen by then. Either <laughs> who, way. Who cares I'm about excited. Final Fantasy when Persona Five's coming out? <laughs> oh snap! That's got so, called so out. You, you may very well change your mind once you play Persona Four with mm. us. I, don't, oh, I have a feeling amazing. that Persona Four is going to be like I don't know. I, I hope that I'm apprehensive about playing it, which is why I'm. No, it don't. I'm, it's I'm, awesome. I'm, no, but that's what I want to give it a chance because it's a game that I wouldn't necessarily go and play. So why? Hopefully, well, I, it just looks a bit insane. But it is. It is. I'm not insane. sure it's my type of insane, but it's good insane. Trust me, I, I was have a little no bit. Now I have committed to play this game, so <laughs> I was a little bit apprehensive about it because I've never touched any of the Persona games before. But it seemed like I had a Vita. That's it. Everyone was saying that's the game you need to get. It makes it justifies a Vita, and boy, does it! It's amazing. The only problem with that, the game, is that unless at a certain point in the game, unless you pick the right choices, you lose about a third of the end. Yeah. Of See, that I game. never pick the, the air quote right choices. <laughs> you know, you know, well, Persona same. might have justified a Vita if it didn't work on the Vita TV. Admittedly, it does work on the Vita TV. That's, That's what thing, I got it on, and that thing's like a hundred dollars cheaper than a Vita. <laughs> Well, I had a Vita anyway. Yeah, yeah, I don't have a Vita, but I have Persona 4 Golden, and I have yep. a Vita TV. Have you already got a safe? I have. Oh, did you buy it in the sale? Um, no, I bought like I bought a physical copy from Amazon. So. Oh, okay, wow. Because cool, it's like 12 quid Innocent. at the moment on PSN. Yeah. Hey, you know, I speak- think mine was 14 quid, something like that. Speaking oh, of spending a whole bunch of money, I bought an Elite controller. Yeah, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm an idiot, huh? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And on that note, <laughs> you just jelly. Yeah, because my a forty-year-old hands are going to benefit from an elite controller. I could barely press fucking X on time, let alone anything else. Well, that sounds like a you problem, not an elite controller problem. That's an age <laughs> problem, my friend. You'll get there, don't you, Harry? <laughs> I'm sure I will get there, but you know what? <laughs> I'm not yet, you old bastard. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it. Good, there's some football to watch. Uh, there is some football to watch. It's getting close to halftime. But, um, yeah, we're not going to do any tweets this week, although most of our tweets were about Eiffel 65, because <laughs> I don't want to ruin everybody last week. Jesus. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's good. Um, 
Oh, I'm blue now. Dabba dee dabba doo. I'm blue. Omega boom. Oh man! I put that song at the end of last week's episode, just like I said I would. <laughs> I listened to the whole fucking thing. You too. should, cause you know, Ridge Racer, Odd World, X Files, all over the world. Yeah, X Files. Why X Files? Because was that ever a video game? Yeah, yes. it was a full motion go, video PlayStation One game. It was bad. It was there you bad. go. So technically, they're fine. No, they obviously they're... had to find something that rhymed correctly. <laughs> With Oddworld? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> because it, the, the X-Files part doesn't rhyme. It's Ridge Racer, Oddworld, X-Files all over the world. Uh, okay. Bloody uh, roar! Bloody roar. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> I like how he specifically calls out Tekken 3. Yeah, why not Tekken 2? Why not just Tekken? <laughs> or Tekken... Then on that note, Bloody Roar 2 was better than Bloody Roar 1. What's going on? Was that on PS1? Yes, it was. Mm. Bloody Roar 3 was the one that came to PS2. Gotcha. They need to bring that back. They do, but they never will. That was, that was a cool series. It was. <laughs> Although the, the announcer in that game was terrible. Like, when you pick a character, it's like, Shin, the lion. Jenny, the bat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway, but that's it. Um, we'll be back next week with a regular show. So if you want to send us emails, you can send them to uh, podcasts at cdg.com. <laughs> I, I got confused there for a minute. It's been a while. Um, yeah, so there you go. So, Jason, if you want to do your thing for the game of the year. All right. And this is for 2015. See you later, bitch.